everyone, and welcome to Plan K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this week we're doing our bonus episode for You're Beautiful. We finished it. We finished it. What a good little show. I'm curious to see what everyone else thought of it, because I think it's widely regarded as a pretty awesome K-drama. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people, including myself, when I posted the first episode, refer to it as a classic, because I think it kind of started the craze. It was one of the beginning K-dramas that that began the K-drama craze that we all know and love, and it's what brought us here today. <laughs> We're pretty late on jumping on this boat, but it's been sailing for a while, and I think this is one of the the founding w- wood pieces we make boats out of <laughs> the, the, uh, the piece of foundation the co- concrete I pillar should have said, it's like a, a building is, do boats have pillars <laughs> why did I do a boat I don't know anything about boats or how to make them cause you Looking. ship it oh yeah. I ship it. <laughs> nice Raquel saved it for me it's a ship and this K-drama is the wood Let's see what other people thought about it. Starting with our favorite listener, Nicole. She sent us an email about how she loves this show. Yes. It also, it's just the best. Do you want to read it? Do you want me to read it? How much are we going to read of it? We're going to read all of it. Yes. Because it has some uh, shameless self-promoting love (laughs) at the end. It's self-promoting because we're reading it now, but she really did write it. It was a real person that's not us or our moms. It's a real person, guys. And we love her and she loves us. Okay, go. Okay. She said, wow, I loved this drama because of the guy that plays Jeremy. I watched him as a lead in a show called Bride of the Century. It's a paranormal romance. You don't have to talk about it on the podcast, but I recommend watching it during your free time. I'm not sure where to watch it since Drama Fever was shut down. Anyways, I love your podcast, if you could not tell. Keep going, ladies. Well, thank you so much, Nicole. Uh, It's been a minute since you sent that in, and I just want you to know that every time you've ever talked to us, it's been the best day of my life, at the very least. Oh, for sure. Oh, wait, I'm married. Um, (laughs) Second best day of my life. But seriously, it means a lot to us that you sent us an email and we thought of many replies. I think we texted each other for almost half a day with replies that we thought might be good enough to uh, graze your inbox. And we never sent one because we got too nervous. Anyways, we're your biggest fans, Nicole. (laughs) Thanks for sending us your email. Thank you. And we looked up Bride of the Century. Yes, we did. Gosh. Especially because we need more. We also love Hong Ki. He oh. played Jeremy. He is so good. So good. I love him so much. And uh, it took me a long time to stop calling him PK. Yeah. Uh, but he's a PK of my heart. He's a PK of my heart. And we could use more of him in our lives. So we looked it up. And you're right, it is hard to find, Nicole. It is very <laughs> difficult to find since dra- Drama Fever was shut down. 
Um, but if anyone knows where to find it legally, we aren't pirates here. We wish we were pirates, but we're not. Um, we're not. You saw my analogy with the ship earlier. <laughs> I am no pirate. I yeah. need a legal resource to watch my K-dramas. Yeah, especially since we do this for the podcast. we I don't think it's a good idea for us to illegally download anything. Um, but if someone knows, like if it pops up on Vicky and you guys see it, or if there's some other streaming service that, that takes the place of Drama Fever someday, impossible, but okay, um, hit us up, let us know, because I'd really like to watch it. I'd like to see more of him. I did see that he is going to be in a pretty new K-drama. I follow him on Instagram, and I saw <gasps> I a trailer. I saw that on Vicky, and I almost sent it to you. I'm glad I didn't. I would have felt such a fool, because I forgot you follow him on Instagram. But I was so excited. Ah, he's back. He's got dark hair. Yeah, that's crazy. That's going to be Buckwild. I'm used to seeing him with the blondes. Blondes. Honky, usually. Wow. Alright, so many of these reviews are good reviews. We only really have one bad one. Yeah, and I thought it was worth putting in there, and I will read it next, but while we are on just one last thing on the topic of Hong Ki, uh, one of the last-minute reviews that I popped in there was a six-star review, actually, so it's pretty low. Uh, I included it for a very specific reason. It's by... Taniyuni? It was on Vicky, and she says, they say, One of the first Korean dramas that I watched. It holds a special place in my heart, since this is the show that brought me to FT Island. As a show, it was really funny, and the quality is so-so. Excuse me, but but the quality is so-so. Wow. Um, So I included that because... This show also brought me to FD Island. I can't remember if I mentioned it in any of the episodes or I if I just you told have, you. I think you did, but yeah, maybe you just told me and I definitely forgot to look it up. They're really good guys. Uh, Honky is the lead singer of FT Island. Wow. I looked them up because I knew he was in a K-pop band and I really wanted to see or hear him singing when he was not crying. Um, <laughs> just kind of solo singing, too. I wanted to hear his voice, because I really like... I even like his speaking voice. It's kind of raspy. I think it's really interesting to listen to. It's really beautiful to listen to when he's singing, though. Uh, I totally recommend FP Island to anyone. I've been enjoying listening to them since this K-drama turned me on to them. Ooh. Okay, I'll say I'll look it up again, and hopefully this time I will. <laughs> I promise I'll try. For sure, for try. For sure, try. Let's start from the top with mine. This one is from a blog, and it was a comment on a really long blog post that was a review of You're Beautiful. But I didn't want to include the blog post because it was too long and it had really good aspects, but it was done by Drama Queen, I think. Anyways, this was a comment that said, Honestly, it was quite well done and a nice drama, but the guy Minyu chose annoyed me so much. He didn't seem right at all. Unfortunately, though I wished I could, I could not jump into the screen and give her a piece of my mind. I felt bad for Shinwu and Jeremy and wished she had liked one of them instead of the stuck-up leader. At least Shinwu. 
I like him at least to Shinwu. Like, <laughs> he's not the second option, but gosh. I'm like, no, I think he was the second lead. <laughs> pretty clearly. Yeah. I liked it, though. Um, interesting like perspective. I feel like it's one of those things where we all, and by we all, you and I, always <laughs> do low-key root for the second lead, even though we know. And it's one of those things where you say, I really wish she would have ended up with him anyway, but it's also weirdly defeating to say that. Just because mm. it's never going to happen. There's like a the drama's over. Yeah, and there's a predetermined lead, and you know that that's who is the lead, and that's that's it. It's just such an odd writing choice still that I think many of us have not gotten used to, to decide that the lead is going to be very, so unattainable that he's just kind of a jerk. And the second lead, since he's never going to happen, is going to be a really nice guy and a suitable match for our female lead. Yeah. Why? It's such a weird theme. And it. I guess with this being one of the keystones, the pillars of OG K-dramas, it, it's interesting to see kind of I guess the beginning of that, the beginning of there being a second lead that's just so much more preferable. Mm, I'm curious, because we don't actually know that much about K-drama history. I'd be curious to know if it was uh, one of the starting points or even like the peak, if it was just one of the first ones not to do a second lead, but to do a second lead that's this likable and this good. I don't know. I'd be interested to know if any of you uh, have a master's degree in Korean drama history. (laughs) In in Korean drama, uh, comparative Korean drama studies. (laughs) I'd love to hear from you. (laughs) Um... Yeah, I, I'd like to know more. I guess we could keep doing a deep dive back into the past of K-dramas and watch an, an even older one. That would be intense. That would... I just really want to watch new ones. Yeah. I don't care very much for the old ones. It, has it been... took a lot of effort to watch this one. Yeah, it has been kind of hard to watch all these new K-dramas come out and have to stick with one that's kind of older, especially K-dramas that have so much hype surrounding them now. For example, following people on Instagram, you find out that, you know, like, there's new ones coming out with your favorites. And And you're sitting here watching your beautiful because you signed up for a podcast decided to do an old drama. I guess that's what I meant by it's really hard to watch old dramas because it was so enjoyable and it was, I think, kind of necessary after watching so many groundbreaking Korean dramas that came out in 2017-2018. And it was a good step back for us, a palate cleanser, as we called it a few times. Yeah. But... I'm so excited to jump back into the new stuff, the groundbreaking stuff. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. We still haven't decided what is going to be our 
next one. I don't know, unless you have... We, we can talk about it near the end of the episode. Because, um, yeah, I want to... I'll jump back in and read... I'll read a higher rated review that I put down. Okay. Um, oops. I'm throwing hot dogs to my dog, but I just landed one in my laundry basket, which sucks. Oh, uh, no. Uh, okay. I- I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. I'm a professional. <laughs> so Linda underscore 778 gave this one nine stars on Vicky. And she said, this was a treat. Just so funny, innocent, and with great characters. As a K-pop fan, it was very entertaining seeing how a show centered around a band, their management, fan culture, and so on. It did have a lot of fun with K-pop stereotypes, but it did a lot with, or, but it did with a love, a lot of love and a twinkle in the eye. As for the characters, yes, they all could have been made more complex, but that is something I probably would say for all the K-dramas I've watched so far, apart from just Between Lovers, so I guess I gotta check that out. And this particular drama had a lot of slapstick feel to it. All in all, it was such a happy, feel-good series to watch, and I get why it's such a classic. Slapstick is such a good word for the comedy used in this show. Yeah. I think I couldn't put my finger on it quite until the end, and I'm so glad she said that. Yeah, slapstick is a good way to put it, because there are just so many moments that they describe her as being clumsy, but this was out-and-out just Three Stooges-level slapstick occasionally. Yeah, for all of the characters, I feel like most of them had moments of just silliness that could be frustrating at times, but I think you had to lean into it and really just take it for what it was to enjoy this drama. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, there were moments where I actually thought that it was pretty legitimately funny that they were doing full-on slapstick, but more often than not, I will say that it made me a little bit uncomfortable how much slapstick (laughs) was a part of it. For example, come on a journey with me back to the time when she vomited into his mouth. Oh... I won't let it awful. I won't let anyone forget it because it's the most horrid thing anyone has made us watch in at the very least K dramas, if not perhaps ever. And I watch ever Game of Thrones. So. <laughs> That's fair. I think the one I always go back to is when she's stuck on top of the truck and it gives me <laughs> such anxiety. But then at the same time, they have it the juxtaposition of Taekyung running <laughs> at the same speed as a truck on a road. It looks almost like a highway. I assume he's going faster than TK could run. So it's so awful and funny. And that's the scene that's really stuck in my mind of defining the comedy of this show. Yeah, that's that's it in a nutshell. I mean, she gets she tases herself. Mm-hmm. Man, they just didn't they kept it coming. Don't stop coming and it don't stop coming. <laughs> Slap to the stick and you hit the ground running as fast as a moving truck. <laughs> oh. 
I love it. Good review, Linda. This was a treat. It was a treat. I did enjoy it. And I also like what she said about um, it being a lot about kind of some K-pop stereotypes. Because it's fun. It's fun. It yeah. feels like it's getting you into K-pop culture, too. Even though it it definitely was more about K-drama culture, I feel, even if it was supposed to incorporate K-pop into it. Yeah. My interpretation of the K- K-pop world is very dark, and it probably shouldn't be. I'm sure they have a great time doing what they're doing. I just worry about them. I, worry. I just worry a lot. I hope that they're okay, and sometimes I worry they're not. And I don't want to pass judgment one way or another because I truly don't know. I don't know if there's a dark side that we just don't see and I assume is there. Yeah. But I do assume it's there a little bit. Uh Uh-huh. I wish it was as fun and carefree as this show made K-pop live seem. Just a bunch of guys living in a house together. Getting into antics. Yeah, chilling out Max and relaxing all cool. And kind of going outside a lot, getting yeah. to do kind of whatever they wanted when they're not working. Instead of being mobbed constantly, though, they show that just certainly mm-hmm. not to the extent of what I think it actually is in real life, or assume yeah. it is. I also think that they, yeah, had so much free time that I just assume K-pop stars don't have. <laughs> Doesn't seem like it. Mm-mm. I don't know. I don't know anything. But it was a very fun, like, caricature of the K-pop world. Yeah. Which is cute. Like you said, it hopefully got people into K-pop as well as K-dramas. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks, Linda. Thanks, Linda. This one's from K-Drama Kisses, and they say my rating is 8.5 out of 10. My advice when watching You Are Beautiful is just to embrace it for what it is. It's full of cliches and crazy antics, but it executes them perfectly to make for one enjoyable ride. I loved watching the crazy antics with the band and especially between Young and Minam. They were constantly getting into awkward situations and Minam was frequently in need of rescuing. Even though it's not one of the most swoon-worthy romances, it is cute and fun with some extremely heartfelt moments. Overall, You're Beautiful is a fun drama. It's a great mix of fluff and comedy with a nice dash of angst mixed in. It's a K-drama staple, and it really is a must-watch for any K-drama watcher. That was a really good review. I agree so much, especially (laughs) with the fact that she says, they say, but I don't know, that you just embrace it for what it is, even if it's full of cliches. I really like that, because that's how I, what I felt while I was watching it. I We made fun of some of the slapstick humor, but also, I don't know, I enjoyed watching it, even knowing that it wasn't top-notch, high, out-of-this-world writing and rating. It, it was still so much fun to just consume and take for what it is. And yeah. And have a different different feel, a totally different vibe from a lot of the current dramas that have been pushed out. It's fun for the sake of being fun, and I really liked that. Yeah, me too. Oh, cute. All right, you go. Okay, 
So I am going. Oh, or should should I go before you do your like last one? Because um, I just have a normal nice one, and your last one is the the dark review. I actually have two more. I still have my five star, and then I have a ten star that's on the next page. You can't see it. Oh, okay, <laughs> I can't see it because I'm not allowed to scroll. Oh, just kidding. No. I definitely can. I just didn't. Lazy. All right. <laughs> Let's do your nice one. I just really want to talk all day about your five-star review. Okay, we'll save it for last. Um, so I'll do my 10-star review that I found. It's by Hegeboa559. And it was just on Vicky as well. That's where I found all of my reviews. And they said, this is so cute. It's short enough to make you not lose interest, but long enough to actually be a whole story. It's kind of obvious it's made in 2009, and it wouldn't have surprised me if it was actually older. It's greatly made, but they have cut some corners about showing the twins together, which really would have been great for the storyline, I feel. Same. And generally about some special effects. The actors were just amazing. I truly loved Park Shin Hai in this role, and she played the role of the nun very respectfully. She is just the right kind of masculine to be able to pull off a pretty boy while still being a beautiful woman. I have liked her in other dramas as well, though this was the first time seeing Jong Kyun Suk in a drama, I immediately fell in love. He's such a truly beautiful man. I must admit it ended so abruptly. I miss seeing them actually being a couple and an explanation about what they would do then. I would really recommend this drama to anyone, especially those in new in the K-drama world. So, probably, I don't know, this is another one I just related to a lot of aspects that they've said. Um, but also, yeah. the whole twin thing, I really feel that. <laughs> we talked about it a few times. Of There just should have been some presence of her brother since it's the 21st century, and there could have been. yeah really easily and I think it just would have been a, a fun aspect and I honestly wouldn't have even been that upset if they didn't look so alike that it was believable. I understand why they had to pretty much have it be the same person for them to be believable but at the same time we suspended our disbelief on a lot of things for this K-drama. <laughs> I, I could have suspended it a little bit more to have her brother be a character in it and be a different actor. Mm. I could, I definitely could have suspended my disbelief and been like, yeah, they're, they look exactly the same. Sure. Why not? That's fair. But I, I still like how they did it. I think it was clever and went along with kind of the silliness of the show to just be like, do people really care? Let's just uh, do trick shots of the same actress being the real me now. <laughs> sure, whatever. It's not like you've put that much into the rest of the show. Let's just go for it. Right. It also would have been interesting if they had had a telephone conversation where you could just hear his voice or something. I don't know. Just anything. Some kind of back and forth where we got to see their relationship a little bit. That is the only reason I would have wanted him to be a different actor. Because it would have been really weird if you could have telephone conversations and hear him 
as just her doing another deep voice. <laughs> I think I would have been disappointed with that. Yeah, that but would have been a lot to swallow. For some reason, they couldn't communicate at all, which I don't like. I think that was really dumb. But since they didn't, I think it was fine that they came at the end and just used the same actress. Because you had no point of reference. They took away everything from you. You had nothing, so here's all you get. Yeah. And I'm okay with it. It felt like the theme of the show. (laughs) It fit. I also agreed with this particular review in saying that they felt like it ended a little bit abruptly. Yeah. I understand why they ended it where they did, because that is a pretty complete K-drama for the most part, but I guess I've been spoiled by a lot of other K-dramas, because usually what we get at the end is maybe half of the final episode just being a wrap-up of Farewell Tour, where you see what everyone's doing, (laughs) And you get to kind of see what their life is like. And there was a time jump already. I, I could have dealt with another time jump to see yeah. what their relationship meant in the future. Does she, like, she did go to Africa. When does she come back? What are they doing? How are they doing this whole dis- long-distance relationship? Is everything okay? I just need assurance so much. I am a dumb millennial girl. Please. Please. And I just need some sign that Take Young changed. It would have been so fulfilling to have a time jump and have her saying, like, I'm returning from Africa and I have become my own person a lot more. I think I've found a lot of myself. But also to be, like, so excited to see her boyfriend and be like, oh, don't pretend you're so happy to see me. You called me every single week. Like, we've <laughs> barely been apart because you're so clingy now because we have such a good relationship started. Like, I feel like they ended as uh, close as they've been all show of Take Young being like, I like you. And that was only after the whole cast came together to tell him he was a monster <laughs> and he needed to feel like a human. Even his mom, I we talked about this last week, but also I can't get over the fact that the whole cast had to come together for him to grow one iota, just one tiny minute amount of character growth. So can't we have the little glimpse into the future that's like he kept growing and he kept falling in love with her as a normal person does and now they're doing okay you just have to kind of assume which okay i guess okay i guess i think that's a trait of older k-dramas yeah again i don't watch many of them probably (laughs) because i think that's a trait of older k-dramas and i don't like it Alright, this is a blog post from Hello K-Pop, and they said, this is their afterthoughts section. Looking back, this is still my favorite Park shin drama because she displayed a memorable heroine that was naive but refreshing, vulnerable yet persevering. It was also Jung Gun Suk's first drama that made me call him Opa. 
The premise of three men battling for the lead girl's attention and parading their skills, regardless if it's awkward or not, has been one of the fondest memories I had as a viewer, even now when I'm recalling it. It was a cheerful stay, watching the male leads bled, bled love hearts to get noticed by the heroine. Your Beautiful has showed a clear pitch, picture of how love is meant to be enjoyed at the moment and chased at the right time. Chased as in, like, pursued, not <laughs> as in... Down uh, the street on a moving truck. <laughs> chased, yeah. Literally chased, not C-H-A-S-T-E. Uh, I love that you made a face at Opa as I made a face at Opa the first time I read it. That's half of why I included it in here because I wanted to talk about appropriate uses of Opa. It's just weird to me. I just don't get it. Yeah, I think it's a cultural thing where we are learning so much as we watch these K-dramas about how different Korean terms are used for different people but it translates strangely into our own language yeah (laughs) so it's hard but it's like even if you're just close friends with a man an older male you can call him opa as far as i know yeah you don't have to be like dating right but If you're a viewer and you don't know the person at all because they're an actor, (laughs) is it weird to call them Opa? Yeah, I have no clue. I'm trying not to be judgmental because I'm worried that a lot of our viewers are like, I totally call my favorite actor Opa. But to me, that's so odd. And I personally would not do it. Yeah, and maybe it's just who we are because we have very we have very close relationships with our friends but very few I don't know I guess it's just (laughs) that sounds psychotic it's just selective (laughs) you know yeah I mean maybe it's the same as how we have decided that we love Nicole (laughs) Mm, that's fair I'm sorry Nicole yeah it's... We try not to creep on actors, but we're already creeping on you. <laughs> You're just the best. Thanks for writing in again. I'll say it seven more times. I'll just, yeah, I'll just say all we know is your email that you sent us. We don't creep beyond that. Yeah, no, we have boundaries. <laughs> and we you under- know us. We're like, <laughs> we love Henry Lau. We've seen his Instagram. Not like <laughs> we've Googled his house. No. <laughs> We have boundaries, and uh, we're very lazy people yeah. with our fandoms. Maybe that's why I don't use Opa, just because I'm lazy. Yeah. There's... I'm a fan, and that's easy enough to say. Yeah, that's as close as I can get to anything further than that, and it feels like research, and there's a reason I'm not in <laughs> college anymore. <laughs> I'm not in a relationship of any kind with this person, and I'd like to keep it that way. <laughs> so... No using Opa on this podcast, but I'll try and be a little kinder if you use Opa. Yeah. It, just know that it weirds me out, guys. A little bit. And, like, feel free to low-key. Feel free to weird me out. Yeah. I don't know. And, like, you, if you need to write in and tell us that we're being judgmental, that's okay. Just be nice. That's okay. We're trying call to be us nice. Out. Yeah. 
if you need to spam our Twitter with just Opa and like a picture of your favorite K drama actor, do it. That would be we'll a really take that harassment. That would be the best tweet ever. Just one picture and Opa, 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 Opa. <laughs> uh, it would make me cringe. So I think it would work. All 150 characters. Is that how Twitter works? Is it 150 characters? I thought they doubled it a couple years ago. 300. What? I have no idea because I don't use it. Look at at how good we are at doing podcasting and social media. All we have is the podcast. We do not understand the rest of the internet. But yeah, I thought that was a really good review. Yeah, I'm like reading over (laughs) it. So the silence is uh, oppressive. I'm sorry. (laughs) I did think that the premise of three men battling for the lead girl's attention was, I like that they pointed out that it's awkward, but yeah. that they have really fond memories of it as a viewer. I definitely was uncomfortable with it, but also I can see, I guess I did like the aspect of a K-drama where the female lead was desirable by many people for being a good person. That's fair. I really liked that she was kind and she made an effort to be their friend and that's why they liked her and they didn't like Hei who was a popular girl that everyone was supposed to like because she was beautiful and talented. So I guess I like that especially because I do think that with newer K-dramas, it's used as comedy to have all of the male characters surrounding the female lead to be like, she's crazy, or ah, she's just Mm. my dumb friend, or she's practically a sister to me. Which is fine if that's how they really feel, but usually it, it boils into kind of an insulting relationship where they just roast each other and that's very sibling like but I guess what I'm trying to say in the most roundabout way is it's cool that they treated her as a desirable person because she was good to them and I think that's a really good way to feel about someone yeah I like that I feel as if in our reviews we kind of got caught up in too much feeling of damsel in distress, less of, we like her because we like her, where I think Jeremy did, and I think a little bit Take Young did. Yeah. I guess they all did a little. They all definitely liked her because she's a good person and she's very nice and sweet. But also, I think Shinwoo, probably the most, just wanted to help her. Yeah. And that turned into love. And that's why it felt the most breakable, where I wanted to break it. I was like, he needs a new crush because I don't like how he likes her. Yeah, it didn't feel super equal, I guess. It was cute. It was definitely, at times, a better relationship than hers and Take Young's. But just... The wanting to help someone what didn't feel like the start of a 
great relationship between Shinwoo and Minam. No, no, it didn't. And it also, I guess, I get the whole you love who you care for type situation where he kind of fell for her through that. But yeah, I guess it just, and I liked when he said that she was the first girl he ever had a crush on because it did feel a little bit high schoolish. Where mm. he had never really been in a relationship, and he didn't know what these feelings meant, and she was the first person that had ever really depended on him. So it made sense, but it just felt like that love that's young love, kind of immature, and doesn't necessarily last, even if it's pure and nice. Yeah, I agree. So it's it's good, but uh, now that we're tearing it apart, getting analytical... I'm glad she's with Taekyung. Maybe. Maybe. As long the as he last... grew as a person. Yeah. The last line of the review is, You're Beautiful has showed a clear picture of how love is meant to be enjoyed at the moment and chased at the right time. And I'm like, oh. It feels like they're just saying they broke up right after the show ended. <laughs> it's meant to be enjoyed at the right moment and let go when you need to let go. <laughs> No! Don't be afraid to say goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, no, we just had it. (laughs) It's because we don't have any assurance. There's a 50-50 chance that they stayed together or they broke up. I guess there's a 100% chance that they stayed together because it's a fictional world that I'm too invested in. Right, your headcanon is your truth. I mean, I could headcanon that they did break up immediately after and who's to say to say but what's the point you'd just be sad yep so I'm sure they stay together and that they're super happy and that they they worked on they got some a lot of counseling yeah they work together to become a stronger couple and they are both really devoted to both their art and their services as well as each other Cute. Oh, <laughs> let's read the last review and tear this drama apart. Let's do it. This is by. Gee, dang it! Give me a minute. <laughs> Amalsal. Amalsawi. Asawi. Oh, it's a I. So little. I should have zoomed <laughs> in. Thank you very much, Emily, for reading their name for me. This is on Vicky. They gave it five stars. And it says, I was definitely into the love story, and the show kept on surprising me, which is great, and kept me engaged until the end. But five stars, because it is a very unhealthy love story, and I feel it highlights a lot of twisted sentiments. A.K.A., if I was a parent, I wouldn't want to show this to anyone impressionable. I don't want to show it to anyone impressionable, and I'm not a parent. Yeah, I like that they started off with if I was a parent and didn't end with something about their kids. Just said <laughs> someone impressionable, which you assume is their kids. But it's funny. Let's tear this apart. Yeah. So... Just this review, not this K-drama. <laughs> um, no, great job. I'm also, I really liked this one, and that's why we saved it for last, because we both wanted to talk about it. Yeah, it's not very specific about what sentiments. It leaves it pretty open. But that said, I see where they're coming from. I didn't think they were incorrect. 
I think that there were a lot of sentiments in this that were pretty twisted that it was promoting as desirable. I mean, the one and only time they kissed started with Taekyung faking out that he was going to hit her. (laughs) Oh my god. And uh, she flinched pretty hard because we were all pretty sure he was going to. But he didn't, and that's good. But I see how, as a person, you would not want someone impressionable to see that and be like, you can still create a relationship out of someone who would fake hit you and uh, probably also real hit you. Yeah, that's a lot to, to just put on now international television at this point. At the time, it was just national. Mm-hmm. I don't think this kind of relationship would be popular on K-dramas nowadays. It's a little, just barely darker than some of the K-dramas that we've watched, where I feel as if we've referred to lots of K-dramas that have this same type of male lead who is kind of overbearing and kind of a jerk, and then they have a softer side. Mm-hmm. And this one took so long to get there, you just saw a lot of his dark side. Yeah, it took a long time for me to even come around, and usually I only came around when you commented about how you could see why he was the way he was. For example, I think in the first episode we recorded, I was kind of over him, and you pointed out that he is really guarded because of he obviously has like a messed up parental situation and he doesn't have a lot of close people in his life that aren't but also he was kind of only guarded against her yeah and it seemed like she hadn't done anything to prove that she was likable at within the first lot of episodes I mean, I never could have brought myself to love her after she threw up in my mouth, so... Right! Or almost drowned you. Yeah. Hey, so halfway through that last sentence, we lost our connection. So... Oh, dang it, Skype. This, these uh, international calls. Yeah. Yeah, my internet just kind of shut down. It's We're putting it through a lot. I'm hoping... Oh, no. Yeah, but anyway... Uh, we can just hop back in talking about why Taekyung is understandably not a good person, but it still doesn't make their relationship a good one. It didn't progress into a very healthy feeling relationship. Mm-mm. There was a lot of power dynamics where she was just handing over all of the power in the relationship to him. That's what I was going to say so much less eloquently. <laughs> yeah. This power out or this internet outage just gave me time to think and become an actual person instead of a I love it. internet You're an intellectual. Potato. Me, an intellectual, yeah. not an internet potato. <laughs> You're an intellectual. I'll be the potato still because I had time to think. My power just went out, so I might lose you any second. Okay. Uh, it might it just... Like- 
You're fading into black. I hate it. It might just be in my room. The it looks like the modem stuck around. Uh, okay. I was running a heater, so that's my bad. My bad. My bad. Okay, I'll be right back. Man, what problems we're having? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Power's back on. This is going great. This is going. Su- oh, now my Kill- dog is mad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Life is falling apart on the podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the bonus episode where everything's bad. Everything's bad. Honestly, we finished all of the reviews that we wrote down to read. So if you don't want to listen to us anymore, you should have stopped a while ago. But also, you can stop now. Yeah, anytime, really. Um, yeah, no, just unhealthy relationship dynamics is and we could go on forever honestly i could go on forever honestly we planned on it and now it's it just doesn't seem worthwhile there's too (laughs) much going on it's too much of a mess and i feel bad because i don't want to like deprive anyone of my opinion (laughs) (laughs) well said well said okay i keep I keep throwing hot dogs to my dog, but all of them are in the laundry basket on top of his kennel now. Oh no. I don't I can't do this anymore. <laughs> oh baby. Oh. E- email us. Email us. Email us. We have an email. We have an email. We have an email. It's playonkpodcast at gmail.com. And please email us there if you have any recommendations on what we should watch next. Any recommendations on how to keep your call from dropping on Skype. <laughs> any anything recommendations on how to train your dog. No, I'm just kidding. Not- He's in classes now. We reached a point. <gasps> yeah, we reached wow. a dark point in our relationship where we needed counseling. So, anything at all, playonkpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> we have a Twitter. You can tweet at us. It's just play on, at playonk, you know, how Twitter works. Uh, there you can just tell us stuff. Opa, opa, opa. Um, opa, spam us with opa your spams. favorite opas. Yeah, tell us your favorite opas. I that's the last time I will ever refer to them as such. Mm-hmm. We will like all of your posts, but in our hearts we will not like them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a website, plank.com, where you can find all of our past episodes archived in a beautiful format. Yes. And uh, there you can also subscribe to our newsletter that Emily puts out. We are definitely sending one out next week when we start our new K-drama. We like to let you guys know what we're watching as as the episode comes out so that you can catch up. Yay! And yeah, we can let you know about other stuff that's going on. Um, we, I do want to just put in a little plug at the end of this about our new layout for what we've got going in future, I guess, bonus shorts. We'll talk about it for the first one. There's not one coming out anytime soon, but when we're away, we're just going to give you guys like little other bonuses so that we can stay caught up on this. Just so you know, what you're hearing today as I post this is ev- everything up to date. We are going. 
doesn't like when I use my hands to talk. Oh. Good. This episode is a fucking nightmare edit. <laughs> um I don't even remember. Oh, it's just to date. Yeah, we're up to date. So what you hear today, you can still tell us what you want us to watch next. We may have decided by the time you hear this, but if you tell us right away, then we will change our minds and our hearts and come <laughs> or to Or we can just life. watch it next. Yeah, or we can watch it next. Five weeks. Five and short weeks of your life that you have to wait. Yep. And honestly, like, considering how far behind I've been, that's not that long. <laughs> so hit us up anywhere. You can find us on iTunes under Podcasts or Play on K, and there you can subscribe to us so you never miss an episode and rate and review so that other people can find us yes and we really love our theme song it's by james heppel he's the best thank you james and that's it bye okay bye